Join us Tuesday, July 30th from 6 to 7 p.m. EST in the app, live with a fireside chat hosted by Ana Yelsi Velasco Sanchez. Uh, she will be moderating a group chat and you're all invited. Um, this is one of the last parts of our, of our Summer Loving series, Loving Beyond Boundaries. Um, setting, and setting and sustaining boundaries has been something we've been talking about a lot this month. And just to get a sense of what we will be doing in that chat, um, this is straight from Anna Yelsey. She writes, life is filled with complex relationships we either want or need to remain in, but different lived experiences, opposing worldviews, trauma, and unnamed expectations prevent us from maintaining these relationships in a way that does not perpetuate harm. Setting and sustaining healthy boundaries is a necessity in all relationships, particularly the hard ones. But where do we start? Sign up to join us in this guided group chat conversation in the app July 30th from 6 to 7 p.m. EST. I'm so excited to see you all there. Before we start the show, I have another announcement. I don't know if you all have heard about this amazing book that has just come out, but um, it features a Lutheran pastor who offers a bold new vision for the future of the mainline Christian community. The book is called Dear Church, a love letter from a black preacher to the whitest denomination in the U.S. Formerly incarcerated, formerly homeless, and formerly unchurched, Lenny Duncan urges all to take the forces that act against God, misogyny, white nationalism, homophobia, and economic injustice. Learn more about Dear Church and get your copy today at fortresspress.com slash dearchurch. That's fortresspress.com slash dearchurch. I really want to push you guys to get this book, to read it, to tell your friends about it, um, and then maybe have a discussion about it because there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack in there. You are listening to Lord Have Mercy, a podcast about God, sex, and the Bible. I'm your host, Crystal Cheatham, and today I get to talk to Adam Evers, and he is the co-founder of a really cool app coming out called Believer. Believer has yet to launch, but it promises to be the premier dating app for LGBTQ plus Christians. In this interview, Adam shares about his personal experience, and the second half of the show, we learn more about the inner workings of taking on a project like this. It's going to be so cool. And now, Adam. Adam, the first thing people must ask you when you tell them you're creating um, a dating app for the LGBTQ community is, are there enough people? <laughs> uh, there, yeah, so I think, you know, LGBTQ plus people just in general, yeah. there's more than enough, right? Because there's plenty of different genres of, of apps. You have Tinder, you have Grindr, you have Hinge, you have, okay, yeah, all these different types yeah. of apps, right? Once you start narrowing it down, when you start saying Christian LGBTQ plus folks, that's where it gets a little bit kind of scary for people. Uh -huh. um, so before we even started on this venture, I did yeah. a bunch of research on the topic. And so one of the, uh, one of the premier findings that we found is uh, there's a Pew Research study that shows there's about 4.6 million LGBTQ plus Christian um, uh, Americans, if you will, in the, United, uh, in, in the United States. And like that's the number that we've been going off of um, for the yeah. most part for our business plan as well as everything else. 
And I would argue that number is probably under uh, what it actually is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's kind of the best. And that data is from 2017. It's from a guy named, um, I think his name is George. I can never remember it. He's an amazing guy. Um, okay. he's, a, he's like the chief demogra- uh, de- demographer. Demographer. How do you say that? Demographer? I don't know. I'm making it up. There it is. Yes. No, that's exactly how you say it. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, for, for the Pew Research study that we went through. So, yeah. He actually, I actually tweeted at him and was like, hey, I see that you did this study. Um, is there any way you could split this by religion and see, like, can I see how many LGBTQ plus Christians there are? And he's like, oh, yeah, no problem. And he tweeted me back and, like, sent me a little graph. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Cool. Yeah. I mean, we should definitely be sharing information. I can't believe that we had a, we haven't had, like, a conversation until now. This is insane. <laughs> no worries. Um, and so you took that and ran with it in the direction of building an app. And like from one app builder to another, I can say that this is a crazy, crazy space to find yourself in. (laughs) It's so crazy. Um, But unlike me, I don't think you're doing it alone, right? That is correct. I do have a team. Um, I have a co-founder. His name is Brandon Flannery. Uh, He is, He's my best friend. Um, mm-hmm. So we've known each other since high school. Um, we've gone through, uh, we've been to hell and we've been to heaven and we went back and forth about three or four times in their friendship and relationship. And it's been, uh, he's one of my best friends and one of the most trusted people I have in my life. Um, and so he is the, he's the content or content director. So he's in charge of all the kind of like the words and everything else that's on the website. Um, and then you have Pascal. Um, Pascal is probably one of the uh, most creative, like brilliant people I've ever met in my entire life. Um, He's in charge of all the pretty things. So he's in charge of like graphic design and just making sure our our website just looks, uh, website and app just look fantastic. So he's the creative lead. Um, And then I have Erica. Erica is our digital strategist. So she's been doing a bunch of, um, or not digital, excuse me, design strategist. She's been doing a bunch of user testing yeah. Um, so if you've ever done user testing, she's the one that's been doing all of that. Um, and she's just, she's phenomenal as well. Um, and then we have a couple developers. One's name is Noah. He's in um, Colorado. Uh, he's a really good guy. I've known him for five or six years too. And there's another guy named Natish who's out of India. Um, and I've worked him on several projects, known him for a couple years too. So yeah, and it's definitely not just me. <laughs> and I know it's, 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 it's really a lot of work and, um, I'm wondering if you guys have a project, projected launch date. It's, it's funny. It's, uh, I should be used to this question by now because it's literally the question I get every single time I talk to anybody yeah. about the app. Um, and I, I put it in these terms. Uh, the goal is to do it, launch it sometime this fall. It yeah. really depends, though, on the next uh, two or three months on how um, the next kind of two or three months kind of land. But the goal is hopefully sometime in this fall. Okay. Well, I'm really looking forward to it. I like um, one of the things that I read in your co-founder's blog post. I'm sorry, I immediately forgot his name after you said it. Brandon. (laughs) Brandon. Brandon, was that you decided to create this app because you were like, I need a husband. Is that true? Uh, yes, it is. Literally, literally, literally why I'm doing this app is because it's self, it's very self-serving. I'll put it out there at the very oh beginning. Oh my God. Um, I, I call it husband hunting. Um, you know, I'm, I am, I am out there looking for a husband very much so. That um, is adorable. So yeah. I fucking love it. 
I mean, it's it's just, I mean, I'm like, hey, why do I got to hide this? I shouldn't, yeah. I should just be really honest. Like, I created this because I, fa- I have a need for myself. And I think actually that qualifies me probably more to create it because yeah. it's for, like, I fully understand how and why and all that kind of fun stuff. So you're yeah, the I, most like, proactive. Um, you're the most proactive. And honestly, I think that's why I, I mean, I say that often I created our Bible app because I need a community and I was tired of being alone. Um, so no, I'm really looking forward to, um, actually seeing it and downloading it and experience it. Um, me too. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) So why this app now? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, okay. So I think uh, I, I've been thinking, it's such funny. I've been thinking about this a lot, like why now versus, you know, mm-hmm. three years from now versus three years prior, that type of thing. Um, I think there's something going on in the progressive Christian movement over the past year or two. Um, and I think the biggest thing that I've just noticed, and, you know, I, I'd be actually really curious to your thoughts too. You've been in this space a little longer than I have, mm-hmm. um, is, is it just feels like there's this like it feels like we're a pot of water and like we're right about to boil and like start flowing over the top, you know? Um, and it just feels just like there's this momentum right now that I just can't, I can't shake. Um, I think part of it was, uh, I went to a couple QCFs, which was super helpful for me and just coming out and like, so I, I've, I only came out when I was 28. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of a little baby. How old um, are you? I am 32 right now. Okay. I mean, I was a late no, bloomer so I, too. I didn't come out till I was 23, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so for me, like kind of, and I was steeped in, um, conservative Christianity. So I, um, <laughs> uh, I went to John Piper's church for a long time. Um, good for and, you. <laughs> uh, yep. I was, I was actually moved from membership from John Piper's church, um, <sighs> which is a whole different conversation. I love uh, a good excommunication story. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, honey. Yes. Um, and so yeah, I was, I've been, I was very much steeped in like conservative Christianity for a very, very long time. Um, and then moving from conservative Christianity to a more progressive lens was definitely a shift for me. And I think, uh, it's fun to see the shift in like the community as a whole and that happening. Um, so to better answer your question of why now, I think the big thing for me was the opportunity space, like the, the space in which everything is kind of happening in the app world as well as just in like the, the overall Christian world just seemed to be ripe for innovation and ripe for somebody to kind of drive forward and, and actually doing um, a company like this. So that's kind of how I thought about it. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you that something is happening. And if somebody had asked me, you know, what is the what's the climate out there for LGBTQ plus Christians, even just progressive Christians. And I would say that it's a solid wall (laughs) and it's like, you know, it's reinforced with brick and ice and lava. And like, it's just, you know, you're never penetrating it, but something definitely is happening and maybe it has to do with politics. Maybe it just has to do with um, climate change. Who knows? But um, something, Go ahead. I will say this. I will say this. The Pete Buttigieg thing was, was is definitely something that I think I took to like, huh? If if a presidential candidate can can do as well as he's doing and gain as much momentum as he's doing and he's a gay Christian, okay, something's going on. Like that was kind of a trigger for me for sure. Yeah, and to hear his remarks on calling out Pence, I think that was also formative for me and, you know, kind of giving me a little extra push as I slog through the very hard work of trying to be seen and heard. 
Um, yeah. and, and I can't look past that. Like it's also, it's, it's hard. It's really hard still right now, but I'm really hoping to get to that space that you talked about that, oh, that overflow space, um, where it's free falling and it's all good and happy. I, I'm ex- Let's get there together. Let's all do it together. <laughs> Amen and high five. Um, so who come up with the name, who came up with the name Believer? <laughs> I did. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was, uh, we, it was, Brad and I were riffing on things and I was like, what about Believer? And he's like, really? He's like, isn't that too close to Grinder?" And I was like, yeah, oh, God. but it's funny <laughs> and like, it's kind of funny and like, you also have Tinder with the R at the end and like, it's just a play on words that I feel like everyone will almost instantly get it once they hear about it. And so far, it's actually worked really well, so that was good. So there's yeah. something to that. No, actually, I just think your whole logo is is really cute. It's really pretty. Um, I came around oh, the corner at yeah, I came around the corner at QCF in Denver, or was it Denver, Chicago? And Chicago. I was just like, what is this beautiful display here? And you guys had like <laughs> three tables back to back, and I was like, I don't know if I will get the chance to say hi to this person, but I yeah, I was loving it. Oh, good, good. That makes me happy. Money well spent. <laughs> yeah, you, you're right. Um, so I guess my next question is more about you. Um, now that you've yeah. gone through this transition, I guess, of coming out of the conservative world and just being, and I think when you make that transition, there's a moment of needing to reconcile what you believe and with your uh, orientation um, and I'm wondering, what is it that you believe about, um, your life as a gay, as a gay man and, um, the Bible and Christian culture in general? What, how have you been able to, uh, reconcile all this? Yeah, that is a, okay. That's, a, that's a question. Okay. I know um, it's big. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's good. I'm just going to break it into a couple parts. Um, so Yeah. So it's a it's a good question, um, and I think like it's it's com- kind of come to the forefront at least in my head over the past couple of years. So my like backstory of who Adam Evers is, I think there's parts of it that are a little bit important here. So feel free to cut me off if you're like, yo, that's too much. But um, no, that's what we want to know. It's fair. Uh, so I grew up in a fairly conservative Christian home. Um, my my like I remember going to church like every Sunday. Um, my parents kind of got a divorce in fifth grade, and then from there, um, life just kind of like took a very drastic turn for me. So, uh, my dad came out as gay in eighth grade. Um, my uh, at the same point in period of time, um, I was struggling with you know depression, suicide. I also had um, a benign tumor in my hip that I had to deal with, which caused like I was in excruciating pain for like three years. Couldn't really do anything. Lord have mercy. Uh, let me tell you. And then at the same time, uh, my family was going through bankruptcy, my mom and my dad. And so, like, we had to um, live off the, the blessings of other people for a long time. Um, and just, like, the Lord's blessings. Um, I, I mean, there was a very distinct moment in my life where I remember my mom going to the bank and being like, Adam, you have savings. We need to pay for rent and food. I need all of it. I'm like, okay. Um, and, like, that was, that was, like, middle school and high school for me um, for the most part. And so uh, life gets really weird once my dad comes out as gay. Um, he kind of abandons the family, runs away, and um, gets into meth and, like, a whole bunch of other fun stuff. And, like, so that's kind of, like, the cloud, if you will, of, of 
of what it means to be gay in my life is, is this, this cloud of like my dad running off with another man and like kind of just abandoning the family and kind of going down the drugs and meth route and um, meth, yeah. drugs, alcohol, all the stuff. Um, so intense. for me, like there was this, there's this massive tension between like coming out and not coming out because, you know, uh, it, it really did feel like my, my, my salvation <laughs> was that, was that, was that risk if I would, you know, fully embrace my sexual identity. Um, and so like, I very much pressed into that. You know, I, I went to conversion therapy a little bit. I did, uh, we called it, you know, SSA. I was in um, counseling for years. Um, and then it, it finally just kind of struck ahead. Um, probably, I want to say five or six years ago, I was in, I, I finally switched to a better counselor that, was in, that wasn't trying to, <laughs> to convert me, if you will, um, and just was trying to like love me as best they could as a human. Um, and when we started kind of doing counseling and therapy together, we just started diving in more towards, uh, towards what I believed about myself and what I believed about the gospel and what I believed about the Bible and everything else. And I think that's really when things started to change for me, where my life kind of transformed and I started to, to really better understand, you know, <laughs> the God of the Bible is, is true, but there are aspects and certain aspects of that, that, uh, that are more contextualized. And so like, I read on Clobber and I started reading a bunch of books and started really reshaping and reforming my view on um, LGBT plus things in the Bible. And that's really when I started to open my eyes and be like, holy cow, I've been wrong for, you know, 20 plus years and I've been hating myself for no reason. <laughs> um, yeah. And like, that was just a huge revelation. And then I think it really finally came to head when I, um, I came out and, you know, I came out to my family about six months before I publicly came out. Um, and my family, I was terrified to come out to my family because uh, my mom uh, is a very good Christian woman. Uh, my, same with my brother and my sister. And they're a little bit more on the conservative side. Um, so I was very fearful about how they would take it. And I'm, I'm, I'm very um, happy and blessed and just love to say that like they took it very, very well. And, um, you know, there's still tension here and there and we're still, you know, working through it. But there's definitely, um, it's definitely coming to more of an affirming theology than, than not. So, um, yeah, all that to say, does that help? Does that give a good picture? <laughs> yeah, I guess um, the coming out isn't so different from my own, but mm. I think that um, the trials that you went through before are probably... I mean, they're startling, and I'm really glad that you, like, recovered and came through from that. Um, <laughs> yeah. My <me> gosh. <laughs> that is a lot. <laughs> yeah, my, 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 uh, my middle school and high school years were definitely um, uh, peak, like, trial time for Adam, which was just intense. But yeah. How were you but able I, to – sorry, go ahead. No, 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 what were you going to say? How are you able to um, continue – maintaining a relationship with God, especially knowing that your father um, had come out and then just like uh, completely fell apart. Yeah. Uh, there's. Sorry, what did you say? How were you able to remain um, in a relationship with God after what happened with your mm. father? Mm. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, two things happened. One, uh, I had to, I had to, 
I had to take a step back and really look at myself and really understand like what my relationship to God was. Um, and there definitely was a period of time when like, I remember I literally like ran the opposite direction from God. Like I tried to do like quote unquote every sin that I could possibly imagine and remember just being like, screw this. Like I'm not a Christian anymore. I don't believe I'm just going to go and be crazy and do whatever, whatever I want to do. And, um, through that, honestly, through that experience, I just felt God more and like more just love me and care for me and just be on my heart and, and, and just love on me, which is just something I hadn't experienced as much as I had then. Um, and I'd say like the reason why is because my relationship with God, I'm thankful that I have like a, a very intimate and known relationship with him through a lot of just intimate time and um, of going through very painful things. Like there's multiple nights where I'm in, like, laying in pain from this, you know, benign tumor in my hip, like, crying out to God, take this away from me. Yeah. Um, and, like, just through that and through a lot of that, like, our relationship has, has been very um, just cultivated in, in pain and in dark. I don't want to say darkness, but in, in the very painful periods of time in my life. And so, you know, when, when this whole stuff came up with my dad and, and that type of thing, there definitely was a lot of, like, why me, why me, and uh, a lot of... Um, um, why, why did this happen? Like, I, I don't understand, you know, God, do you hate me? And I, did I do this? Did I do something wrong? And I think it's just through a lot of unpacking of like, no, like your dad is who he is and he's a human and he can make decisions all by himself. And he did make decisions all by himself. And I think the thing that actually, um, started helping me is actually when I came out, like I started seeing my relationship with my father, like, uh, I started having a lot of empathy for my dad. Um, yeah. just because now me understanding my coming out process and looking back and looking at his coming out process and being like, oh man, there, I need to have a ton of empathy for my father, especially with all the things that were happening. And, um, and you know, and, and his period of time, like he wanted, he wanted a family and he wanted all these things. And the only way in which he knew how to get that was to marry a woman. And, and you know, it's just a lot there. <laughs> yeah. I guess for that generation, you know, the rules were completely different. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't imagine what your father was struggling with, but I mean, it sounds like you have done a lot of work to forgive and to move on from that. So, I mean, I'm excited for you at this point in your life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I mean, I, I, forgiveness is, in my opinion, forgiveness is an ongoing process. And so like, I've, I, I, I've done a decent job now, but it's, it's a continual, it's a continual process for me for sure. There's definitely times where I'm like, Man, my life would be very different if, you know, I had a, my dad was in my life or, you know, consistently in my life. But, yeah. Anyways. Hmm. Well, it definitely shows, shows, I mean, what I'm hearing and seeing is that you have quite a lot of empathy and the ability to just kind of see the world from a different uh, vantage point that's not strictly your own. And I can imagine that comes in handy when you are creating a dating app for all kinds of people. Um, and being LGBTQ plus isn't just like cisgendered, gay, or lesbian monogamous relationships. There's so much that goes into it these days. Um, mm -hmm. how, how will Believer account for that? Like, how will you be able to help people navigate those spaces with all of their, you know, explosive and dynamic identities? Yes, uh, this is... Yeah, this is one of the main reasons why we want we wanted to invest so heavily upfront on user testing. Yeah. Um. So we've made a big point on uh, if you looked on any of our social medias, you, 
you'll see a couple of posts from me being like, hey, I need more diversity in our in our pool of user testing. I need more diversity in these particular areas. And so a lot of what we're doing is really trying to build a, for, a foundation that we can build off of to help be as inclusive as we can. The one thing that I'm like cognizant of just from like a software development slash business perspective is like, you can't be all things to all people. Um, and so I'm balancing the all things to all people with, I want to try to be all things to all people as best I can. Yeah. Um, and so there's, there's a balancing act there. And I think the thing that we're trying to, to balance on is more of the all things to all people because we know how expansive the community is. Um, and so I think like from my perspective, you're going to see a lot of things in the app that you, one, probably haven't seen in another app. And then two, you're probably going to see things in the app that um, are a little bit more simplistic, if you will. So like a great example is a lot of these other dating apps have about 50 billion, 50 billion different filters. Um, and you can, I call it like build your own boyfriend or build your own girlfriend or significant other, um, which I don't like. It's like, okay, I want somebody between the ages of 22 and 24, five, six, you know, uh, yeah. I want them to be a white guy and I want them to be, you know, uh, uh, gay and I want them to, you know, all these different things. But like, that's not how real life works. Like, yeah. You can't walk up to a bar and do that. Like that's no. absolutely not how this works. Um, and so I, I'm a big fan of removing those barriers and actually humanizing the experience. Because um, I think even like, and and not to not to harp on Twitter uh, on Tinder at all, but like on Tinder, it literally pulls up and you're literally taking your finger and you're swiping on someone's face. Like, yeah. It just feels very like degrading to me. Like it's in some way, gross. shape, or form. <laughs> it never. Yeah, yeah it, it never wears off. No, and I like I just I don't want people to have that experience when they use Believer. Um, and so like there's gonna be a lot of things we build in. Like an, another example is there's gonna be an other option for gender. There's gonna be an other option for um, gender expression, like gender identity, all those types of things. You're gonna have pronouns. You're gonna have an other section for pronouns. Um, yeah. Uh, for images, like there's gonna be some some guidelines, but you're able to upload a bunch of images. Um, you're gonna have it be able to have a nickname. This is your legal name. Mm -hmm. um, your bio can have, you know, whatever the heck you want in there. Um, there and, like, we're not going to have a lot of the filtering that you're probably used to on the other apps. Like, I refuse to have filtering uh, with race. Absolutely refuse. We don't even ask that question. Like, it's not even in the application. There's yeah. nowhere to put it. <laughs> if you want to put it, you have to put it in your bio, and, like, that's your choice to put it in your bio. Yeah. Um, one of the things that, that we're actually pivoting more towards is – having people put things in their bio as like those more preference type fields than like having it in um, like filterable functions within the application. Uh -huh. um, and, and that's mainly because like one, if you have that preference, we prefer for you to like have that in, in writing because there's context around it more than like just a filterable thing. Um, and then two, like to be blunt, I don't want people to be able to filter off some of those things because I think we limit ourselves too much when we start doing that type of filtering. Um, and then I would say like the final thing, which is one of the things that I'm probably most proud of and thing that we put a lot of time and, 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 and energy into is our community guidelines. Um, okay. I, I don't, I don't know of another dating app where like you have to go through community guidelines before you can actually use the application and like, you, you absolutely have to go through the community guidelines before you use the application and agree to them. Mm -hmm. um, and those are like really, really important to me and I know really important to the rest of the team. Um, we've worked really hard on them. I'm not ready to talk about them just yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 
we've definitely worked really hard on them. Um, and we really want to, we do think of this as a community and we really want to make sure that, you know, this type of community and this group um, of people that are all trying to connect together, have that space and feel safe in that space. Like that's really, really important. Yeah. Safety is one of the largest issues with the LGBTQ plus community. Um, yeah. It's good that you're thinking about that. Um, is how are you is it hard to put all of this into an algorithm oh you have no idea (laughs) (laughs) nail Uh, on head (laughs) yeah literally nail on head uh yes it is so um how we're going to be doing we're the first version if you will of the application is going to focus on what's called values-based matching okay um so we've developed uh or shouldn't even say developed we basically stole um a values quiz, if you will, stole is the wrong word. We did not steal it. It's public, open source. I can, we can use it. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, I, I can feel the, the questions slash emails that I get after saying that. But yeah. Um, yeah. So we, there's this, there's this study out by, um, uh, that a, a lot of psychologists use that is basically a value mappings quiz. It takes, takes you through a values exercise where you have a list of like 50 to 75 values. You narrow it down from narrow it down to 10 narrow it down to five, then narrow it down to one. Um, Mm -hmm. We're then going to use those values and match you with other people that share those values. Um, There's been a bunch of research and a bunch of studies that show values-based, like dating, if you will, or dating um, when you have similar shared values um, is the most effective and uh, the best long-term relationships out there. And so that was one of the things that we wanted to do is more do like those values-based dating, if you will, um, than anything else. So you'll see, like, when you open up someone else's profile, you'll see your values match to them, if you will. So, you know, you're number one, you're number five, and you're number ten. Um, and you'll have a percentage that says, you know, hey, you share 75% of the same values, things like that. Um, but yes, that is a very complicated algorithm to have to build. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I guess it, uh, you must be looking forward to the day when you run into somebody, a couple who are like, hey, we met on your app. <laughs> like, <laughs> I will probably cry. Like, I'm a big crier. I'm not gonna lie. And I will probably start bawling and just be like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I'm excited. I'm very excited. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that that is pretty exciting. I just gave myself goosebumps. Um, yeah. Just to well, think that these things that we are in that we are creating um, really can be bigger than us. You know? Yes. Yes. Well, and I think like so. One of the things that I have, we have an internal Slack for all of our. For the team and I have a channel called I just call it the why yeah. um, what it is is it's just like messages or, or things that I see online or messages that people send in that are you know thanking us yeah. <laughs> which is just crazy and I'm like the app's not even out yet um, and so I take that and I just throw it into the why uh, because it just it reinvigorates the team and we're all focused on really why we're doing this is for the group of people it's for the community it's for the space that hasn't had a space like this before and it's just such a um it's such an honor and a privilege to be able to build it and something that i'm just i'm so excited to do i can't even tell you what is your what's your um end game um is your goal to i mean obviously your goal is definitely to help people but are you fundraising what what comes next yeah good question um so i i would say i'm a little bit different when it comes to um business i i love capitalism but i also hate capitalism all at the same time oh we're on the same page for sure yeah yeah i'm like 
capitalism is great. It can be used as a great tool, but uh, it should also be helpful and help prosperity for everyone, not just for one person. So um, there's a couple of things we're going to be doing. We're probably going to be raising a a round for sure. Um, I don't know yet what that's going to look like. Um, We haven't really started talks uh, just yet. We've had a, a lot of interest from investors. Um, but we haven't really solidified on actually raising around as of yet. I really want to get the first version of the app out first before we raise around, um, just from a, like a, a strategic lens and a more. If I put my business hat on, I could probably raise at a higher evaluation. If I wait to have an actual working application out versus um, versus having to do something pre app app out, and so I'm waiting um, and gonna do that. Uh, that's if we don't run out of money between now and then. Yeah. Um, but we should be good, hopefully, um, between now and then. So that's kind of the goal. Um, uh, just my long term, no, I, I'm not. I don't think I will ever sell it. Um, I, we're probably not going to go public, and we're probably not going to get sold. We'll probably just be a private company for for a while. Yeah. Um, I could see us potentially either acquiring other companies in this space and kind of building a portfolio. Um, or I could see us, uh, I could see us selling uh, if we become really, really big and like this becomes kind of a global thing, to like a um, a bigger company like Match or something like that that have like the resources and the dedication of their teams to be able to actually do something at a grand scale versus you know five people all across the globe doing some stuff. Mm, yeah, that's pretty rad. I mean, do you do you guys identify as a business for social change? Uh, 100%. So for us, it's more about like the change that we're making and, and seeing in the world. Um, we're actually, it's funny, we're releasing our core values um, over the next, I think we're on, this week was Celebrate, yeah. So we have a couple more. We only have two more that we're, that we're putting out. And one of the core values that we, that we have is the first one, which is believe. Um, and, you know, uh, we believe what we're doing will create a positive change in ourselves, the community, and the world. And like, we definitely believe that. Like everyone on the team is like, no, we believe that this is going to create social change. We want it to create social change, and we're going to push it hard to create social change in the world. And so, yeah, it's definitely something that we're focused on. Where can people follow uh, your story as you guys, you know, birth this thing into the world? <laughs> uh, there's a couple places. Our blog, um, so believer.app/blog. Or our podcast. So we have an insider podcast where I talk about all the nitty gritty, the dirty things about building a company, building an app, why we put in certain features, why we didn't put in certain features, all that stuff. And that's just called Inside Believer. You can find it on Apple, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, all the popular platforms. Dope. And are you guys on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff? Oh, of course. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of it. We're Believer App. It's all one word, Believer App. No E, because we're hip and cool. Don't forget. Dope. Is there anything else you want to share with uh, this audience before I let you go? Yeah. I mean, I just want to say thank you. Um, I of think, course. You know, thank you for the opportunity for coming on your podcast. I really appreciate it. I'd love to have you on uh, Inside Believer at some point in time. I'm in. Uh, yes. And I also <laughs> just say, like, have hope, have faith. Like, uh, yeah. if you have ideas or want to contact me or have questions or anything else like that, like, I'm building this for the community. We're building this for the community. So my ears are always open. My email is super easy. It's just hello at uh, believer.app. I respond to every single email. Um, so yeah. feel free to shoot me an email if you have any questions or need anything. Happy to help. That's so generous. I hope people do reach out. Yeah, and I would say, like, if you are a content creator, 
uh, please do reach out. We have, we're, we're developing some cool stuff with the app, and I'd love to talk to you about it. Excellent. Thanks, Adam. All right. I just got to thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. Adam uh, is looking for more beta users. So I hope you'll take a moment to email him about that. If you too are looking for your husband, partner, wife, etc. Um, and don't forget to sign up for Anielsi's group chat happening live in the app on Tuesday evening from 6, p- from 6 to 7 p.m. EST. Sign up on the homepage at ourbibleapp.com. Lastly, we need subscribers. That's you. Uh, One subscriber helps 10 other people use the app for free. We are hoping that one person is you today. Subscribing keeps us in business and allows us to do the work of finding authors, paying those authors for their writing, and all around keeping the lights on at OBA. Uh, Think of the subscription as a Patreon page and yourself as as a sustaining member of our community. Um, Just to let you know, this isn't money in my pocket. Don't worry, (laughs) I have yet to be paid for my work creating the app, Um, but this money goes right back to the community you'll be helping to sustain. So I really appreciate you taking the time to do that in the app today. Okay, bye.